Hi everyone and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Voice. You're here with me Samrin today and we are going to look back at another ridiculously one-sided dare classicer. I have long believed, argued that the real classicer, and this is not only me, so this is not this is not necessarily my opinion, one that I have heard that I truly believe is that the real classicer is Bayern versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. It is a competitive game. It, there's so much hype and build up around a game which you already know is going to offer little competition. In fact, if Bayern versus Saarbrücken was the classicer and Bayern Dortmund was the midweek DFB Pokal game, it would have made a lot more sense. But aside from how disgruntled I am to see a super one-sided game that is balanced by how delighted I am by Bayern's best performance I would say by far under Thomas Tuchel. Bochum was great Muller was in the side that day everything was really connected but Bochum are Bochum yes I understand that Dortmund turned to Bochum when they played Bayern but um, this was good this was really good all right Let's start with lineups. Uh, let me start with Dortmund. Gregor Kobel in goal, Rierson, Schotterbach, Hummels, and Wolf across the back line, which was interesting to me because I expected Dortmund to start with Zule in one of the two center back roles, and I expected, I did not expect Rami Ben Sabaini. I didn't expect him to be thrown under the side either. I did find the choice of Olshan and Sabitzer in midfield a little confusing considering that. Uh, Felix Nemecha had a pretty good game against Newcastle. Um, I was also surprised to see Malin Brandt and Royce with no space for either Mukuku or Adeyemi. Not that those two were very good after coming on. Um, Nicholas Fulkrug at top had very little he could do. Um, honestly, when he was playing for Werder Bremen and um, Bayern beat Bremen 4-0 in that season opener, he had more to do in that game, holding up the ball, being used as an outlet than he did today and Dortmund might have probably should have used him that way as for Bayern uh, Norris started in goal with a back four of Mazrawi, Upamecano uh, Kim Min-Jay and Alfonso Davies Conrad Leimer and Leon Goretzka were the two defensive mids in front went Coman, Muziala and Zane and up front none other than Harry Kane we know how this game went. Within the first 10 minutes, Bayern were two goals up, courtesy of a great header from an unmarked Dio Upamecano because it seems Dortmund is just whew, shambolic at so many things. And then um, Harry Kane scores after being beautifully set up by Zane. Somehow, that score is kept down to 2-0, with Dortmund creating close to nothing in that first half and Bayern comes out in the second half on the front foot and probably could have and should have closed the game out at that point but Bayern didn't. Dortmund showed some signs of life until um, until Harry Kane once again scored and finally Harry Kane added one more really really late on courtesy of a really nice assist from Alexander Pavlovich one of Bayern's Youth Academy players. And can I say, it just made me so happy to see Pavlovich out there. Um, Kredzik did not have the greatest games during midweek, but it was lovely to see him out there. And, of course, there's Stanisic out on loan uh, to Leverkusen. He played today in a 3-2 win for Leverkusen over Hoffenheim. 
And it is nice to see youth players come in as Thomas Muller, the last remaining renowned youth to come out of Bayern's youth system. His career kind of uh, fades wonderfully, I would say. Every time he comes on, he's good value for an assist. And in his five-minute cameo today, he was great to watch too. So, um, yeah, seeing an academy product like Pavlovich do well today was wonderful. Um, just to, I guess the best way to analyze this game, well, let me start with the obvious analysis. Edin Terzic had no idea what to do because he made no changes for the second half. And I thought at 2-0 down, at 25-30 minutes, I would see a couple of players get pulled. I thought I'd see Olshan get pulled. Maybe Schlotterbeck gets pulled too. Because, again, defending isn't, was not great. Um, Matsuma struggled against the speedy, speedy Bayern front line. He was always going to struggle. But he was probably the best among that back line. Maybe starting in a 3-5-2 with Adeyemi as wing back on one side might have helped. Maybe um, I knew that midfield was going to get overrun. The Savitzer and Oshan midfield, that was never going to hold up. But what I was really impressed was by Myron's midfield. I thought Leimer and Goretzka, that pairing worked beautifully. Now this does two things. Number one, Kimmich is suspended for one more Bundesliga game. So next week is Heidenheim. He'll not be there. And if Goretzka and Leimer have another good game, that would raise a lot of questions about him. Now against Galatasaray, you would expect Kimmich to start in midweek. But I wonder what's going to happen because it's been... There's been this ongoing battle between Thomas Tuchel and Joshua Kimmich about what a number six is truly supposed to be. And you have to feel that after today, if if the Goretzka-Limer pairing shows some consistency, Kimmich's position will really come under fire, under questions. There will be doubts about him. Um, Against Galatasaray, I'm really, really interested to see if Tuchel goes with the same lineup or whether he decides to bring Kimmich back in. Other than that, so that was one of my big highlights for this game because I thought Bayern's midfield held up well. The other was I was very, very surprised to see Bayern come out of the blocks and press. I really expected just passive, U-shaped, you know, um, game plan, just like going nowhere as we have seen very often from this team but it seems like Thomas Tuchel learned after Saarbrücken that pressing may just work and although Bayern did not do it for the whole game because why would they they didn't need to after uh, after the first 15 minutes or so Bayern stopped and decided to just counter Dortmund because that was more fun I guess I thought that pressing was very very effective and Dortmund could not could not get a foothold in the game Dortmund were horrible no doubt but I think a team plays a lot worse when it cannot even get settled right out of the blocks. And that is exactly what happened to Dortmund. They didn't have a second to relax. I thought the backline for Bayern was mostly very good. Dortmund had very few clear-cut chances, really. There are two I can remember um, off the top of my head. Daniel Mahan's one at the end of the first half, and then Marco Royce about midway through the second half. That fell to Neuer. And having Neuer back makes such a difference to this team. And Phil on Bavarian uh, Football Works always says this, that 
nor adds an extra dimension to the team, which other goalkeepers, no matter how good, do not add. He plays balls fast out of the block and just starts starts attacks very, very quickly. And Neuer being there, and he made some casually good saves today. Neuer being there adds a dimension to this team that's not there when he isn't there. Other than that, Mazravi and Davies, I thought, were both decent. Did not really get caught out. Koman was decent. Zane was excellent. Musiala had a pretty good game as well. Um, there's there's not much more to add other than this was an excellent all-round performance. And it, it bodes well for the future. This season, yes, Bayern is second in the table. Yes, Bayern is second because they have drawn one more game than Leverkusen. It's that narrow, really. Leverkusen beat Leipzig 3-2 and Bayern drew 2-2 against Leipzig. So literally by that one goal, courtesy of that one goal, Leverkusen is top of the table. Um, at some point, Leverkusen will falter. Today, they got away with one against Hoffenheim, 3-2 winners. Last week, they got away with one against Freiburg, 2-1 winners. Both games had nervy moments. The Freiburg one had a very nervy ending. Today's Hoffenheim, uh, today against Hoffenheim, they went up 2-0, but then conceded two quick-fire goals to come to 2-2. There are doubts about Lukas Radetschke. There's doubts about that back line. So I, don't, I really like Leverkusen. I really do. Um, but if their bubble bursts, I won't be surprised. It won't be the first time that that's happened. Bayern has not been good this season. Let's, let, there's no two ways about it. Wins are wins, but performances speak volumes. And that those performances eventually led to the Saarbrücken defeat. It's, it's not been a good few months for Thomas Tuchel. It's not been a good few months for the team while he's been in charge. And the decision to fire Nagelsmann, despite the winner, winner, winning attitude, winning mentality, great game today, might still prove to be incorrect in the long run. The team today took a big step toward showing that perhaps Tuchel will last his time out. I think he will. I think I'm not the guy's biggest fan, and that is no secret. And I I think if given the chance, the team would resort to playing boring football. And today the pressing came out of a desperate need because Tuchel knows what makes this team work. He's done it. When he took over from Nagelsmann in the very first game against Borussia Dortmund, they Bayern came out 3-0 winners and he set the team up well. Just basics. Very well done job. And then again, starting from those Man City fixtures, everything just went downhill with Tuchel's setup. So he knows what makes the team tick. I don't think he likes a pressing system necessarily. And he wants to put his own print on this team. And I'm not quite sure what that print is because so far this season, it has just looked very confusing. I am curious to see what he does moving forward. Does Bayern go back to U-shaped football or does Bayern decide to mix in a little pressing to kill the game off really, really quickly within the first 15-20 minutes? And it'll be interesting to see what the team does against Galatasaray. It'll be very telling of what the approach will be moving forward. In terms of personnel, I think Goretzka Limer playing well. While it does make Kimmich's role come under question, what it might do 
is it might also work against Tuchel. His argument for the holding six might fail if this role continue if these two con continue to work out together and Bayern's midfield continues to shine. We'll see what happens in January, but the argument to get a holding six definitely gets weaker the better the midfield performs. Now that Norris is back in the team, things are looking on the up despite what happened in Saarbrücken. That Saarbrücken defeat might have probably been or might prove to be in the future one of the best things that happened to Tuchel because it might have forced him to change things. But it's a long season. Bayern has eyes on, I guess, two competitions at this point, the Champions League and the Bundesliga. And there are games to be played. There are tougher games than Dortmund to be played. There are return fixtures against Leverkusen and Leipzig. There are going to be somewhat tougher fixtures against Stuttgart and Hoffenheim. This Dortmund fixture is probably one of the easiest ones for Bayern. Heck, Darmstadt put up more of a fight at 10v10 than did Dortmund today. It is sad that this game is advertised as the Bundesliga's biggest because it is not the Bundesliga's biggest. The Bundesliga's biggest game this season might have been by Leverkusen versus Bayern. The biggest game of the Bundesliga should perhaps be Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Bayern. Not because Gladbach is like is a fantastic side and doing so well right now, but because this works. It's an even even sort of contest. I don't I don't know what the comparison would be to make in other leagues, but it's humiliating if this is the biggest game in German football. And it's not. Köln v. Gladbach, Bayern v. Gladbach, like I have mentioned, Schalke Dortmund, if Schalke's not in the first division, Bochum Dortmund, that turns out to be a good game too. Anything but Bayern Dortmund, because this is one of the most one-sided fixtures in the Bundesliga. So just give you an account of this. Um, just off the top of my head, the last time that Dortmund beat Bayern was in 2018. Since 2018, Gladbach have spanked Bayern 5-0 in the cup. Frankfurt has beaten Bayern 5-1. Hoffenheim has beaten Bayern 4-1. Mainz has beaten Bayern a couple times. Leipzig has taken points off of Bayern and um, won against Bayern 3-1 last season. Leverkusen has beaten Bayern. And I could keep going. It, Armenia Bielefeld has taken points off of Bayern at that exciting 3-3 draw under Flick. Um, and this is just off of the top of my head. So if I sat there and if I looked at all the tape, all the teams in the table, I would probably be able to give you a longer list, which is to say that this is not a competitive fixture. If one team is always winning, how can this game be advertised as the biggest game in German football? In fact, Freiburg has beaten Bayern in the cup in the meantime. Freiburg versus Bayern sometimes are very competitive games that tend to finish just about in favor of Bayern. Um, Union Berlin has given Bayern good games. So it's just, it's, it's a travesty that the most that Dortmund can hope for against Bayern is a draw. And when they get a draw, it's like they have won. They, that's not a title challenger. And... I thought the top four of the Bundesliga this season would be Leverkusen, Bayern, Leipzig, and Dortmund. And I'm going to say no. I think Bayern will finish top, I think, um, well, in the top two, because I don't want to discount Leverkusen yet. Leverkusen will be around there. Leipzig will probably end up being there when all is said and done, although their, fa their, um, 
their season has been a little patchy. Losing 2 0 to Mainz today was unexpected. And that fourth spot could go to Stuttgart, could go to Hoffenheim, might go to Frankfurt, who have looked very good, but it might not be Dortmund. That was poor. That was really poor. And I wonder if Aiden Terzic makes it to the end of the season because we all love it. Well, I love Aiden Terzic's vibes. There's something great about the guy. He's just fantastic to listen to. I heard him before the game. Later on in his post-match interview, he used this word. He used this phrase, chain reaction. And I thought about it. And really a lot of what happened to Dortmund today was down to chain reactions. Terrible time in midfield with Savitzer and Ostrand having no control led to problems at the back. Hummus does not have the most, um, Hummus does not, is not the speediest of players and we know that. It's not the fastest of players. And that led to, um, the midfield problems led to an exposed back line. Schlotterbeck is not a great defender. We already know it at this point. And often Gregor Kobel was the last man standing. So... It was a great game to experience as a Bayern fan. As a Dortmund fan, I would be really, really disappointed. I saw a bunch of Dortmund fans leave early. I cannot recall a time that I have seen this happen. But as for Bayern, this really opens uh, the door t- to more questions, but probably the good kind of questions. Is this going to stick? Is this the way the team is going to play moving forward? Is this a fluke? Because remember when Tuchel took over, Bayern beat Dortmund very convincingly. That kind of turned out to be a fluke. Uh, We'll see moving forward. Just, I guess, as a moment of uh, irony, I guess, Julian Nagelsmann happened to be in the stands. And there have been so many questions about whether replacing him with Tuchel was the right call. Um today was very good so who knows it might turn out to be the right call but if there is if we needed proof this is probably the first piece of definitive proof we have had because nothing else really over the course of the end of last season and this season has suggested that a Tuchel ran Bayern is better than a Nagelsmann ran Bayern is better than a Flick ran Bayern and i think that about covers it from me today i am trying to think about if there were any relevant bundesliga results aside from leverkusen well gladbach and freiburg was a very exciting game unfortunately for me gladbach conceded a penalty in the 90 plus sixth minute and that game finished 3-3 but all over the bundesliga there were many many goals yesterday bochum Beating Darmstadt was significant as they're both fighting relegation. Hoffenheim continues to surprise and was probably unlucky to not walk away with a point against Leverkusen today. The season is long, 10 games in, Leverkusen sits top, Bayern second, two points apart, and the distance between them and the chasing pack is growing. Alright, that's it from me. And finally, if you want more content, you can, of course, visit us at Bavarian Football Works. As for Bavarian Podcast Works, be sure to stay tuned to our shows for all of your up-to-date coverage on Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. You can find Chuck at The Barrel Blog. You can find Tom at TommyAdam71. You can find I Need No Name at BFWN. And you will find the rest of us here on the podcast from time to time. Take care and have a good night.